All right, there we go. Welcome back to the Nicholas Comics Q&A, your number one stop and shop for everything Nicholas Comics related. Uh, that was Cheek Face with We Need a Bigger Dumpster. Just one of the really great songs I've uh, been figuring out this week that, you know, are really slick. I mean, really excellent production value. Uh, that said, uh, this week we reached the milestone achievement of 200 subscribers. Thank you. A whole bunch. I couldn't have done it without you. Excellent people. Currently 204 subscribers, so we're already on our way to 300. Uh, once I get to 1,000, I'm eligible for YouTube monetization, but of course I won't get monetized by YouTube because they don't mail cash to my house, which is the only way I accept cash. Uh, past week, I've also looked into placing ads in local newspapers, and it seems like they only take online payments as well, so I may have to put some more ads on Reddit. Uh, I may just be forced to, because uh, newspapers don't seem to accept cash either. What a world we live in, huh? It's uh, 3.03, and this week I'm hoping to give away a free copy of Rubbish Randy, so uh, if that sounds interesting to you, if you'd like to win free shit, then uh, hop on via voice chat and we can have a fun discussion, and at the end you can win a free prize with no strings attached, just, just a free comic. So if you're whining about the high prices that I set for my comics, maybe you should join the Q&A, and then you'd win a free comic. And you wouldn't have to complain about the comics costing too much anymore. Just, just, just a thought, you know. Uh, this week, of course, uh, I, I said a while back that I was going to keep reading a, a, a hilarious George Orwell article uh, written by a British guy who is mad about uh, the removal of statues across Britain. Um, let me see if I can find that again. George Orwell statues. It's just really funny, you know. Uh, is the George Orwell statue to be removed? I sure hope it is. Let me see that for a sec. Uh, it says... According to the Labour peer Joan Bakewell, the BBC's director... Let me see here. Gosh, Britain is weird. Everything is backwards over there. Let me see. Uh, George Orwell's statue turned down is too left-wing. Yeah, right. It's too right-wing. Obviously, these fellows have no idea what they're talking about. Um, let's see. George Orwell. No. Statue. No, it's here in my uh statue statue. Gosh, what do he say? He said something like uh Statue left no. Was it left? A George Orwell statue. I know it was uh, in the image results here. Quote by George Orwell. 
Gosh, I don't see it. Darn. I mean, my gosh, you know, just... It, it's a funny statue. I really like it. And it even has a Wikipedia page. Just how pathetic. Jesus. <laughs> in, in 2012... Oh, my gosh. In 2012, it was almost rejected because they thought it was too left-wing. If George Orwell is too left-wing for Britain, I... I I can't even think what the moderates over there must be like, am I right? And it says he has fag in hand. And they mean cigarette, but like, come on, people, quit using that terminology. It's 2021. I don't care if it's a British thing. Stop calling cigarettes the F word. Please. Um, just, call it, just call it a cigarette. <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I, I'm still banned from the Encyclopedia Discord server. Heck, maybe maybe eventually they might realize that, you know, I'm kind of the only person bringing even a little bit of interesting conversation to their server. So, you know, as, as I've said, I, I, I bring the spice. I don't, you know, add me to any discussion and it's bound to get interesting. I don't know. I just like talking. I'm... I'm you know, that's that's just how it is. But uh, I, I'm not really sure what the reason is. Again, Encyclopedia is one of the greatest humor sites on the Internet. There is some funny stuff on there. There is some really funny stuff. I have had some good chuckles browsing the Encyclopedia pages. Like, there, there's some really funny stuff. Um, a lot of talented people working at Encyclopedia and it's an entirely volunteer-run grassroots effort, which is very admirable. Um, uh, you know, the only thing is that, you know, really on their server, like if you think you're able to write funny articles and you have a lot of good ideas for like funny Wikipedia parody articles, then you should definitely give Encyclopedia a try. But on the other hand, if you're not if you're not much into that, you know, like I, for instance, I can't even really begin to think of what a Wikipedia parody article would entail. So maybe I'm not cut out for it. But if you think you could, I mean, definitely hop on Encyclopedia. I'm not going to quit, you know, advocating for them because they're a good institution. Uh, one of the one of the internet's greats, I, I would say, one of one of the finest, highest quality internet establishments out there but uh you know if, if i don't know just don't bring up politics on the server because i mean you bring up politics it just gets heated and then they ban you and uh you know that 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 can get a you know i i'm, I'm not sure I, I mean a lot of their articles are political um maybe they've just kind of mastered the holy grail of humor without politics I don't really think that's a thing, you know. Every every everything that's funny involves politics in some way. That's not to say humor should be exclusively political. Like if everything was a John Oliver show, that'd be pretty boring. Uh, you know, we need a little absurdity, but to imply that you could make a funny joke without anything political, I mean, that's just absurd. And I think part of the problem is that comedians these days want to try and, and appeal to everyone, but that's impossible. 
and you'll probably make a funnier joke appealing to one political crowd than trying to appeal to every political crowd simultaneously. And again, politics are a universal constant. They're the rules and conditions that govern our very existence. So I think to, to claim that you can, you know, really talk without bringing up politics is just just ridiculous. I've never understood that. I, pr I like I never will. And I just find it absolutely flippin' hilarious that, you know, every Thanksgiving, the the idea is that, oh, no, we can't discuss politics, so you just end up sitting and not talking about anything, because that's all there is to talk about. I mean, because it's November, you know, and November's election month. Like, what else would you be talking about? For gosh sakes, uh, it's like not talking about the Super Bowl it, when, when the Super Bowl's going on, you know? But, uh, I, I mean, just imagine a sub making a subject so taboo. That's how you get a lot of uneducated voters in this country, because they haven't had a chance to express their political beliefs in a public arena and, you know, uh, debate and openly. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think Encyclopedia just has a lot of fellows on there who, you know, might be funny. I mean, very talented people, but they might just not really understand politics. They might, uh, for instance, defend Passover, even though it's racist toward Egypt. Um, you know, just as an example, just tossing that out there. Um, of course, another reason, which I think was a reason why I got banned, is because I... Uh, there was the, the, the Boulder shooting in the King Supers. And everyone was like, hey, doesn't this affect you as a Coloradan? And I'm like, nah, because I live in Denver, not Boulder. And as far as I'm concerned, Denver and Boulder are kind of two separate worlds. I don't have any family in Boulder. So, you know, eh. But, I mean, you know, it, it really... I I just I just see these things. I see these things and I get bored, you know. That's how it is. So I pointed out on the encyclopedia server that I wish uh I wish a lunatic would do something more interesting, like nail their tongue to a tree or go out naked and have ants crawl over them smear their body in honey and have a bunch of insects infest them or something. You know, because there are a lot more interesting things that a lunatic could do than the same thing every lunatic's been doing for the past 20 years. Um, you know, it's just, it's just boring at this point. It's, it's gotten repetitive and, you know, call me desensitized, but if something happens every couple months... It's not new anymore, you know. That's all I. That's all I have to say about it. Um. So this one has a Wikipedia t article too, and so the basic idea is that there's a King Supers. I I don't know if I've ever been to this King Supers. I don't think I have. I I, I whenever I go to Boulder. I pass right through it because I don't want to be there because there's something about Boulder that is uncomfortable and claustrophobic. It's a weird, weird city. Um, and I think I mentioned this too, 
on the Encyclopedia server. In fact, I think I have some screenshots from back then. Let me see. You know, this is serious subject matter, but I'm a satirist, so it's my, you know, it's my job to kind of lampoon current events, whether that be 9-11 or a mass shooting or, you know, what have you, a pandemic. It's my, it's my role to kind of lighten the mood a bit, so, you know, uh, I don't know. So, uh... I say, uh, every time I get to Boulder, I want to leave as soon as possible. It has a sort of claustrophobic effect. Um, and this was on uh, the 23rd. And then someone says, let me see, uh, someone says, Let me see here. Um, let me see here. Uh, okay. No, let me see. So then there's this picture. So someone said, uh, oh, you're, you're, ma you're making fun of the victims. And I wasn't. It's just that Boulder was brought up. So I figured it would be time for me to say, Hey, Boulder is weird because all the buildings are like two stories high. And I've noticed that. I mean, as a Coloradan, I've noticed that about Boulder. Not related to the shooting, but, you know, Boulder was brought up. So I figured, oh, I'll point out that Boulder is weird because the buildings are too short. And as as a Denverite, you know, I, I take, I take, I take... I take urban life seriously. I take metropolitan culture seriously because I'd say Denver is the only like legitimate big city in Colorado. So I, I feel it's important to emphasize the importance of urban life and the prevalence of urban life here in Denver. Um, Boulder is kind of a joke. It's it, it calls itself a city, even though it's a town and, it has a weird building restriction where none of the buildings can be like over three stories. It's just weird. I I go there and I feel like I've shrunk or something because everything is too small. And one excuse that the, the Boulder makes is, oh, we want to preserve the mountain view. We want to make the mountain, you know, we like seeing the mountains and it's like, yeah, but you built a city next to the mountains. So that's, you know, now go all the way or don't go at all, you know, just stay in Denver and don't make a city next to the mountains. I mean, Denver's next to the mountains, but we're not babies about it. We accept that, you know, if you're going to build a city, just build a city, make big, big skyscrapers and stuff, you know, make it look like a city. But, uh, so I say that, and then I, and then there's this photo, uh, on a yahoo.com uh, this is from an article about YouTube won't remove a live stream from outside the Boulder shooting. And there's like little child cars in the background, the kind that are always at King Supers. And they got like a shopping cart in the back and then a like a toy car in the front that you can put your toddler in. Uh, if they're being hyper and, you know, tearing into the food or whatever, you can put them in the fun car and pretend like it's a racetrack or whatever. 
And the way that the photo is shot, you got the Boulder police stepping out of their Boulder police truck. And it looks like they're on the child car. It's a really funny juxtaposition. Uh, but apparently that was considered. So I pointed this out. I'm like, it looks like the Boulder police are stepping out of the child cars. That makes sense. Boulder police is practically an oxymoron, you know, cause it is cause Boulder is like a flipping joke. And to see like this armored, like, tank truck with a bunch of police in it and it says boulder police like yeah we're so badass like that's really funny because like boulder is just the lightest like college town on earth you know they, they don't have any like like denver police i get it you know if i see a denver swat truck i'll be like okay yeah that, you know take that seriously but i mean boulder police like come on and it, it's only a thing you'd really get if you were a local coloradan but you know, as far as I as far as I know, there aren't too many Coloradans in the encyclopedia server, so they ought to trust my take on it. You know, I live here; I've lived here for my entire life, but I guess not. Uh, so you know, that was the thing: is that I I may have been a little insensitive about this mass shooting. The fact of the matter is, unless a relative of mine dies, eh, you know, I I. I, I just can't, I just can't, you know, I assume it's my Asperger's syndrome, but I just, uh, it's boring at this point. It's gotten to the point where when there's a mass shooting, I'm just like, who, who is still being like, whoa, crazy stuff. It's been 20 years since Columbine, which is generally considered the first mass shooting. And you know, it doesn't even make any sense because Colorado has some pretty strict gun laws. Um, so I have no idea why all the big shootings happen here. Really makes no sense. But like, you know, I, I, I definitely don't understand it. But like, who is still looking at this and going like, wow, this is crazy new and whoa. You know, just, like, stop talking about it, and then it won't happen. Like, if you really want mass shootings to stop, the the key is just to not make Wikipedia articles on them. Don't, don't think about them, and they won't happen, because you'll stop seeing them as some kind of regular occurrence. And, you know, like I said, there are so many more interesting things a lunatic could do uh, to express their rage against society. They could go out in the middle of the street and start publicly urinating. If you're insane, believe me, that's a lot more unique than going and shooting a bunch of people. It doesn't hurt anyone, really. And also, it's just like, you're insane. So why, why do all these crazy people do the same shit? It's predictable and boring. That's, that's my whole take on the shooting angle. Uh, you know, that, that's just my take, uh, you know, uh, so uh, this was a comment made after I said, you know, uh, it's getting boring at this point. I say, yeah, nothing new with this one. I hope sometime a lunatic does something a little more novel besides going out and killing a bunch of people. With insanity, the possibilities really are endless. 
they could lie down on the sidewalk and stare at the sun until they go blind for Christ's sakes. That'd get news coverage. So then, uh, Kippy on uns on the encyclopedia services. I don't know why I'm trying, but the issue isn't that shootings keep happening to the point that it's not entertaining news anymore. The issue is that shootings keeping happening and people keeping dying. Really bad grammar there. Uh, and then he says, whether or not it's interesting or if Colorado is inherently interesting is irrelevant. So then I say, it should be interesting. I appreciate novelty. To which he says, please go to therapy. That is true. Novelty is relevant here. I would rather see something new than something that's happened 20 times already, even if it's a tragedy. Uh, you know, I, I, ex I, I want to see something interesting and novel in, in current events, because at this point, it's boring. Um, like, you know, I, I, I don't watch news, but if I did, I'd want to be entertained by it because otherwise I'd have no reason to watch it. And the reason I don't watch it is because it's boring and lame, and it's very repetitive. Uh, I say, there are plenty of things insane people can do that don't really hurt anyone, and that'd be more interesting to watch on the news. And then Kip says, I'm not accusing you of being a sociopath. I'm saying, please go to therapy. And I say, I don't think I need it. Again, Nothing I've said is any different from something George Carlin would say. I've seen his entropy skit. He's obviously being pretty, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously being very sardonic in that. He, he's obviously being very, uh, you know, wry and acerbic, and he doesn't really mean it. He doesn't want to see people die, but he's talking about the 24-hour news cycle, which is something that back in the 90s was pretty, you know, pretty uh, to topical. So if he can talk about this stuff, I don't see why I shouldn't be able to, you know, because I'm a satirist. It's my job to lighten the mood after a big tragedy. Um, that's why I draw an annual 9-11 political cartoon, because I think 9-11 is one of the most just like hilarious tragedies, because it's it's literally Bush administration propaganda that some people actually still buy into this to this day. Um, and just the idea that what happens in New York affects the rest of the states. Like, if if your family died in 9-11, like, seriously, I'm sorry. That's really sad. But I, I've had people whine about having to s stay in Japan because the flights were delayed. Like, oh, no, I have to stay in Osaka for two months because the, the planes are delayed. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. It sounds like a real tough time. Like that's I've actually heard that. You know, like I asked someone, how did 9-11 affect you? Because only like 2,000 people died. And they're like, I had to stay in Japan. It, it was boring. Yeah, I wish I could get a big-ass Japan vacation. Man, sucks to be you, right? So, you know, just like the idea that 9-11 affects everyone. And we're going to get a little more into that later. Um, people really like spectacle. That's why the 24 news cycle exists. But that's why it's 24-7, because people love flipping tragedies. Everyone is George Carlin at the end of the day. Everyone wants to, she everyone wants to see shit burn. 
I don't personally. Like I said, I find it boring at this point. But people really love pretending as if something that doesn't affect them at all. Like, say, you live in the middle of rural Montana and you talk about how much 9-11 changed you. I've, I, I've read a Seventeen magazine from 2001 where they discuss how 9-11 changed my love life. Like, how, how 9-11 changed dating. And it's like, people died. 2,000 people died. It's sad. But you don't need to pretend like it affected you if it didn't. That's an insult to the people it actually did affect. I'm not going to pretend like the boulder shooting affected me any. It didn't. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't have any relatives who died in that, so I'm not going to pretend like it does bother me. Because I understand that Colorado is a big state. And it's full of different people from different walks of life. And I, un I understand that you need to treat it as such. And, you know, if, if you pretend like you're at one small town where everyone knows your name, then, you know, that's just not healthy. Colorado is a big state. Not everyone can care about this stuff. Not everyone can donate to the families of the victims or whatever. If you do, good on you. But like you know, uh, I I don't I don't see a King Supers in Boulder as you know. I've never even been to the King Supers. I don't think I've been to some places in Boulder. I've eaten at the Cosmos Pizza there. Pretty good pizza. I've been to I think a restaurant. It's like a hunting themed restaurant or something. This it's not like I said. I always just whiz right by it whenever I'm passing through there. But uh, if you believe, right, if you believe that all human lives are of equal value, which is the only sane and rational perspective to take, unless you're a monarchist or a despot or, or, or you know, you live in North Korea or something, unless you believe that all human lives are of equal value, uh, which is the most empathic perspective. If you believe this, then you've got to treat human lives like numbers, like statistics. Whether you like it or not, you've got to accept that five human lives is more valuable than one human life. This is the basis of the trolley problem, which I hear all the flippin' time. It's a really stupid thought experiment, but it has an interesting idea behind it, or not really that interesting, because the answer is very obvious. Would you kill one people or five people? Obviously, you'd kill one to save five. Basic shit. I'd rather five people live than one pe person live and five die. That's just not, that, that doesn't even out. So it's like, you know, obviously, if, if you think that all human lives are equal, right, then there's a simple equation you can conduct to, to, to get a general idea of the amount of empathy you should have uh, for some kind of tragedy. Uh, and this equation, simply put, is the number of people who died divided by the number of years that, it, that it's been since the tragedy. The amount of time that's passed versus the, the overall death toll. So, like, for instance, there's no reason to care about Columbine anymore because uh, 
Columbine happened. Let's see. Columbine. Yeah, so 15, 15 people died, including the shooters. So really only 13, 13 victims, right? And that was uh, 22 years ago. So about a fifth of a century. So you would need to be like really, really insane to still worry about that or act like it affects you. Uh, it's pretty much history at this point, you know. Um, you know, it, I it, the '90s were quite a, quite a while back. Uh, so, like, just you know, quit pretending like that affects you. But then you have something like the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, which has killed like 5 million people. Let, let's see the worldwide death toll of COVID. COVID death toll. Here we go. Uh, the death toll of COVID is, uh, no, worldwide. Not by state, worldwide. You know, because I care about the entire world. Uh, yeah, 3.18 million deaths, and it's still going on. It's not over, so I just find it really hilarious that someone would, like, care about a, a mass shooting in Boulder. You know, lots of people can die, of course, but not as many as from a global pandemic. So, like, how can you claim to care about people if, if you care about, a, like, a mass shooting more than a pandemic? you don't understand that the pandemic could be stopped easily if our scientists were competent. I just find this hilarious. Like you, you pretend to care about a mass shooting. So you look really good, but then, you know, people are dropping like flies because of a, a, a contagious disease and the scientists aren't doing anything. They're sitting on their asses for a year and you've got to defend scientists because these days scientist is the only job anyone wants. It's like the most desirable job. And, you know, it's not healthy for the job market. You need a diverse job market. You need a lot of people wanting a, a bunch of different jobs. But that's besides the point. If, if, if you act like you care about mass shootings, and maybe you do care about mass shootings. I don't know why. It seems like a weird thing to get obsessed over, but suppose you do. And you're still not caring about the pandemic. You're still not concerned with the fact that millions and thousands of people are dying daily. It's just very callous, you know. I just find this really callous. It's a really callous viewpoint. So, uh, again, the encyclopedia perspective is just kind of indefensible in this in this scenario. Let me see here. Like, you know, just, just, Jesus, you know. Uh, how, how many people? Oh, 10 people. Less than Columbine, even. Uh, compare that with 9-11, right? I make fun of 9-11 a lot because I think it's, it's, it's propaganda, and Dick Cheney was really smart to use it and make Bush look like some kind of hero. You should watch uh, Michael Moore's Fahrenheit 9-11 if you haven't. It's a good documentary. Uh, about about the bush years but the the point and also you know he he handles the issue with kind of humor because that's necessary in tragic situations so you know two two thousand nine hundred and seventy seven people died during september 11th that's pretty sad 
so I get why people are angry at that, you know, it, it's over a thousand people. When you get to that point, it's like, okay, the, the, you know, that, that, that affects, that affects the world a bit, not much because New York doesn't have nearly the relevance. It thinks it's, it does in its delusional little mind. Oh, I'm New York. I control all of America. I'm the biggest city. Bow down to me. I'm your new overlord or whatever. But, uh, you know, almost 3000 people. That's pretty bad. Not as bad as the flipping COVID, but pretty bad. So then you'll look at the Boulder shooting. Oh, 10 people. Yeah. All right. You know, call me callous. I, I have Asperger's here. But if, if you think about these things, if you think about human lives in terms of numbers, which is the correct way to look at them from an objective, unbiased standpoint, you don't think, oh, this is the president, or oh, this is the queen, or oh, this is so-and-so, big celebrity, oh, no, it's, it's, it's Jamie, it's Kevin Hart. You know, if you just think, how many people win, and, you know, how does that work out? That's that's how you should think of of these things. You shouldn't think of them in terms of media spin or, or hype or anything like that. That's an irrational way to look at the world. And it, it just warps your perspective after a while. I, I take things into perspective. I accept that if something happened 20 years ago, it's probably not worth worrying about or thinking about anymore. But, you know, some people just can't let go. And I feel really sad about that. But going back to the people who claim that Columbine and 9-11 really affected them. Uh, I read in, in a 5280 article about Columbine about how uh, the parents of one of the victims bought a car for their daughter. And they're like, oh, no, our daughter. Her daughter doesn't get to use the car, and it's like, your daughter's dead. Isn't your daughter more important than the car that you bought? Like, I just don't know, but, you know, I, I, obviously these are the parents of a victim, so they have some, you know, weird thoughts. Uh, anyone would. My point, simply put, is that a lot of people will try and pretend like, man, this was a big thing. This sure affected me. Oh no, I had to stay in Japan after 9-11 and I wouldn't be able to fly back to America. I, I found that oftentimes after, after big world events, people don't understand where to put the blame. You shouldn't put the blame on the, you know, the, you shouldn't put the blame on anyone but Bush in terms of 9-11 hassles. You shouldn't blame the creation of the, uh, what is it, TSA? I don't know. I don't ride airplanes. But you shouldn't blame that on anyone but George W. Bush because he's a paranoid lunatic and he wasn't a good president. So him, him holding up uh, air traffic for like months after 9-11 for no reason other than that America was so paranoid at the time. That's nobody's problem except George W. Bush's. He's responsible for that. That's his issue. The reason he, he did that was to make 9-11 seem like it was a bigger deal than it actually was. Because if you pretend like there can be a 9-11 part 2, 
if you can pretend like there's going to be another big terrorist attack, then you can keep people under your thumb. You, you can manipulate people and you can make people think that they're about to get, you know, ter terrorized. And fear is an effective tool uh, in terms of control. And you can also weaken their sense of civil, civil liberties and institute things like the Patriot Act, which is patently unconstitutional. Um, overall, you should not blame anyone but George W. Bush for 9-11. If he wasn't president, if we had a sane president at that point in time, if Bill Clinton was still in office, uh it wouldn't have been that big. We'd have like a month of being sad and then back to normal, you know, cause it's only 3000 people. That's not that much considering that in world war two, the battle of the bulge alone, a lot more people died. But again, the battle of the bulge is also just a historical event by now. We shouldn't look back on the battle of the bulge and be like, wow, this is so relevant today. Uh, it's old stuff at this point, old news. And, you know, I find it really crazy that nobody treats the Battle of the Bulge like they do 9-11 and lower the flag at half-mast every, every year on the anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge. But that's because back then, uh, events like that were, you know, respected as, as products of their time and people learned to forget and move on from that. And these days we've got an unhealthy obsession with these kind of morbid, morbid uh, curiosities. So, of course, you've got to keep talking about 9-11 year after year. Oh, man, how'd the plane cut through those buildings? Who was on the flight? Was it a big conspiracy? No. I'm not going to say that George W. Bush was behind 9-11 or that 9-11 was an inside job. George W. Bush was too stupid to, to do anything like that. He was not a smart guy. Even Dick Cheney, who is a little smarter and a lot better at manipulating things behind the scenes probably couldn't pull it off. But what I will say is that Bush used 9-11 to make himself look like some kind of martyr, and that's how he won against John Kerry in 2004. Because if you have a big tragedy and you make it look like you're the savior of mankind and you've, you've done great things about the tragedy, then you can brainwash a shit ton of people. This is what we're seeing now with Trump and the vaccine. He claims he was responsible for the vaccine, even though he had no part in it. He's not a flippin' scientist. In the last episode of the Nicholas Comics Q&A, we talked about how a lot of scientists are narcissistic assholes. The main problem with a pandemic is that a vaccine isn't a living organism, so you can't really blame it. If it was a bacteria, which is considered a living organism biologically, you might be able to hold it accountable for what it does. But it's not a bacteria; it's a virus. So the only people the the only people you can blame are your fellow humans. During times of tragedy, oftentimes people who abuse their power, like George W. Bush or Nixon, will take people and set them against each other, so that you don't notice who's up top. Uh, we're seeing this with the COVID pandemic. People are getting angry at each other when they should be getting angry at their incompetent leaders who aren't functioning correctly. When you look at COVID society, what you see is a society that isn't functioning at peak efficiency. Uh, now, to some people, like doomsday preppers, this can be really attractive. A lot of people, ever since the 50s, with the whole 
nuclear fallout bunker type mindset really want some kind of tragic world event that sets civilization back 500 years because they think it can be fun. They can finally use their guns without any restrictions. They can go out and hoot and holler and be racist and, you know, take some brewskis with the boys. To some people, the, the idea of the apocalypse is legitimately fun. However, to us sane people, the idea isn't that fun. The doomsday preppers are a targetable demographic economically. Uh, you see, within a month of the virus, you saw all sorts of new industries pop up, mask industries. Now they've got tons of masks being produced every day, a product that scientifically does nothing, but they've convinced, the, they've convinced everyone that it is an effective way to stop the virus, even though it, it's not. It's just a piece of fabric. Uh, but they, they've sold like crazy. And if the virus is cured, then that entire market will dry up and go away. And, you know, n nobody wants that because they're making the big money off these masks. Y you know, especially if you have like a nice customizable mask, you know, you can sell you can sell it like merch. You know, before people didn't cover their faces, it wasn't normal. And if you did, you were either a burglar or some kind of surgeon. When I go out nowadays on my tricycle, uh, you know, and I see a bunch of fellas walking down the street with masks on their face, I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's General Hospital. I don't think this is normal because it's not normal. It's fucking weird. You know, uh, stop pretending to be a surgeon. You're not a surgeon. And there's a point at which when you treat the entire world like one big hospital, one big sterilization zone, life just isn't worth living anymore. Um but uh, the mask industry is big. So is the, you know, bleach industry. These industries have gotten giant. So as much as you might not want to acknowledge it, uh, much how Halliburton was huge in the Iraq war, and that's mainly why, why the Iraq war happened, because there was money to be made by Dick Cheney and his big friends at Goldman Sachs, you know, um, you know, because they, they produced all the war machinery and Dick Cheney's the vice president and he owns Halliburton so he, he can make a shit ton of money off it. There's money involved in the COVID pandemic too. And if you see the COVID pandemic as some kind of like where money isn't involved, scientists are these benevolent heavenly beings come to save you and nobody can avoid it. Uh, that's just very naive. And, you know, you have you have like, you have Swiss cheese for brains. Come on. Uh, it's very obvious. It, it's really very obvious to see where the money is going. Um, the other factor is not so much monetary, but rather it's an event. People love events. Like I said, people eat up tragedies. People love talking about this shit. People love talking about every single mass shooting. People love pretending like 9-11 affected them. Even if they live in Los Angeles, people love pretending like they had ancestors in all of the civil wars and all the, in both world wars. And, you know, it, it, it gives people something to brag about, mainly. If you live through a tragedy, a tragedy that easily could have been prevented if it weren't for human incompetence, like the 2008 recession, which only happened because our economy doesn't know how to work, um, then... You can, you can, you know, who cares about who's responsible for this? If it happens, it happens. There was no avoiding it. Because, again, we're coming from the perspective of someone who lacks the ability to imagine a superior system. 
a superior world, you know, someone who I guess isn't that big into sci-fi doesn't, you know, can't imagine parallel universes where things played out a little differently. Um, and if, you know, if, if you live through something like that, you can have stories and you can tell your grandkids. I was in New York right when the Twin Towers fell. It was so epic, man. That was the best, man. I was so, I was so, I was there. I saw it. It's like, you know, just like, again, it's disgusting to exploit tragedies. Just leave them to the people who are actually suffering and are actually affected instead of pretending like you were. But also, like, it's it's just a, like, I think I think mainly it's that a lot of people's lives are pathetic. A lot of people work boring nine to five office jobs. So if one day they're working in their office and they can go over to the window and see the twin towers collapsing in a big pile of dust, they'll be like, "Oh man, this is dope! Finally, something exciting, and finally something to distract me from my boring, pathetic life." Um, you know it. It can be fun for some people. It is sort of escapism. You feel like the world has been disrupted a little. Your boring, monotonous office job is is gotten a brief little pause. You know, your office building catches on fire. Suddenly, you're not an office worker anymore. You're Joe McHero, and you're ready to save the day. And that's why I believe the COVID nineteen pandemic has gone on for a year because. People want to prolong this. You know, all the babies who have yet to be born, they, you know, the parents want their children to be born during this pandemic so the kids can say, man, I was born during the pandemic and it really affected me when I was zero years old. And the people who are already born are like, man, back to the land, baby. I'm getting my stimmy check. Uh, I don't have a job anymore. It's great. It's so cool. I, I love living like this. It's great. I don't want to live, I don't want to go back to normal anytime soon because this is exciting and fun for me. Now, for someone like myself who spent the last four years of my life rotting away in a high school classroom, and I, I haven't been able to experience normal functioning society yet uh, because I've been, you know, I've been doing meaningless work that accomplishes nothing and I don't learn anything. Uh, but you know, I've been a, I've been a, a, a prisoner of the of the public education system for the past four years. I never got to experience a year of normal life, uh, so that's why I'm I'm a little disinfor- You know, I'm a little uh, I'm a little disillusioned with uh, the whole thing. I n- I never got to have I never got to settle into a routine. I, I got out of high school at the same time that this whole thing started. And I think, you know, like I said, a virus isn't alive. So there are only so many people you can blame for any one, any one tragedy. With a mass shooting, obviously, it's, it's the shooter. Uh, with the Iraq war, it's obviously George Bush. And with the pandemic, it's obviously the scientists. I don't know who'd look at a pandemic, you know, where the job of the scientists is to solve the problem and not blame the scientists. I, I don't know who, who wouldn't, you know, place the responsibility on the scientists and make excuses for them and pretend like it's still 1950 and it still takes a year to develop a vaccine 
It's 2021. I don't think if it, I don't know if anyone understands basic. I don't know if anyone understands basic science, but the idea is that over time science develops. And if science hasn't developed since 1950, then you've basically admitted that science is a useless pile of shit uh, that accomplishes nothing. I don't believe that. But if, if, you, if, if you think that science hasn't gotten anywhere since 1950, you've pretty much just like admitted that science isn't worth anything. And I, I, I love how this pandemic, if there's one benefit to this event, it's that scientists have been exposed as frauds and a bunch of fallible humans who don't know as much as they pretend they know. And it's really great. I thought that when the pandemic started off, people would start questioning scientists more and being like, hey, you kind of suck, you know, you're, you're just like a, a big asshole and you pretend like you know everything, even though you clearly don't, because nobody can know everything. I, I honestly thought that, that people would like stand up to the scientists and there'd be a big rebellion and people would burn all their chemistry textbooks and, you know, because I had to live through this shit. I had to take science classes back in school, and they were the most boring shit. Uh, maybe if we had done something worthwhile, like dissect frogs, or look under microscopes or something, maybe I would have enjoyed it. The most interesting thing that happened during my entire four years of science classes in high school was that the teacher took some coffee creamer and lit it on fire. That was the only time I thought, wow, that's cool rest of the time it was boring we spent a lot of time on computers we filled out a lot of charts and tables but we never experimented with volatile chemicals like hydrochloric acid for instance if science classes introduced like you know interesting chemicals to their courses maybe science would be seen as more interesting I see science as nothing more than a load of boring shit from people who really don't know what they're talking about, but just love to lord all this useless info over everyone else. I took an engineering course, right? I, I get in there, and they have all these awesome-looking 3D printers, and I really like 3D printers. I, I find the idea of 3D printers really interesting. So when I got in this engineering course, I was like, wow, we're going to get to use some 3D printers. That, that sounds awesome. Um, but it, it never happened. We drew a lot of things on graph paper. We drew a lot of geometric shapes. And we even used the exact software that 3D printers use to craft like 3D models and stuff. And never used the 3d printers we made some models on the computer but we never printed them out physically i think it's because you know 3d printers cost a lot of money and they use expensive plastic sauce so you know i guess i wasn't in the right class or something or maybe they're just there for decoration every day i'd go in this room and i'd be like man i sure hope we get to use the 3d printers today that would be really awesome and uh never happened Never once. The most interesting thing, thing that happened is that we played with Lego boats 
there was a challenge where it was like, how, how can you make a Lego boat with that can carry a certain amount of ball bearings? And he put them in a big bucket, and it was it was just awful. It was so boring. I, I honestly don't know who looks at science and goes like, "Wow, this is so cool." You know, because schools are very concerned with getting sued. Uh, if, if, for instance, your science students do anything that could injure someone, like a big explosion, like glycerin or something, and that's, then that's a lawsuit right there. I think I dissected like a starfish in middle school, but not in high school. That's just really pathetic, you know. But, I mean, that was interesting, I guess. Um, there was also one where, like, I don't even know. It was so boring. The only class I took in high school that I would consider, like, essential education was ceramics. Um, because you got to work with real clay and there was equipment and you could actually use the equipment. It wasn't just to look pretty. Um, there was an infinite supply of clay, an infinite supply of tools, and you learned a bunch of techniques on how to bake the clay. And there were wheels, and there was a big sink, and, you know, just a full-on pottery experience. And I learned more in that than every other class, just because it was, it was fun and interesting and hands-on. And there was barely any paperwork to fill out. There was, like, one one sheet i think about like tell your classmates what you think of so-and-so's pottery it was great it was a heck of a lot of fun and it's probably the only the only class where i was ever like wow this is this is awesome you know it's the only class where it seems like the materials that were available were utilized uh, in any capacity but you know Every class in high school was like one hour long, so you only had one hour to make a sculpture. So obviously none of the sculptures turned out very good because it was just impossible to get anything done in one hour. You know, you want to spend a long time with the sculpture. But that's not a dig at my pottery class. That's just a dig on how uh, high school works. Because in the old days, there was one teacher who taught the students everything, and it was just a one-room school. And today, it's a big school, and everyone learns five things at once, so they don't really learn anything. And they're being and they're being taught by ten different people. Uh, it's just ridiculous. The modern educational system is, I think, one. It's unbelievably incompetent, and I just can't even imagine anyone going through that and. Um, believing that it, it contributed to them in any way. But I guess maybe some of my peers were serious morons and, you know, maybe, maybe it helped them, honestly. Maybe it made them smarter. It didn't make me smarter. But, uh, gosh forbid, 2019, maybe some of those youths are a lot smarter today by virtue of having wasted four years of their life going to an educational facility. I personally found it to be one of the most boring times of my life. Um, I 
I might have more stories about it on the uh, upcoming episodes because I haven't spoken much about it, and I have a lot of interesting tales from those four years. Um, overall, the engineering class was garbage. I had a, an anatomy class where we never looked under a microscope or dissected anything, which is why you would take an anatomy class to dissect things, but it never happened. We just watched Lorenzo's Wax um, and Gattaca, and that was the whole class. And, uh, like, I swear, everyone at, in my school was an idiot. I, I can't think of one, like, one time I overheard this group of youngsters talking about, what's a double date? Does that mean two people go or four people go? It's like, aren't teenagers supposed to know this shit, what a double date is? Isn't that like an adolescent term? Like, I don't even know anymore. Like, you'd think that someone who's like 17, you know, 18 would know what a double date is, but they're just so clueless that they don't even know what that is. It's It's beyond belief, honestly. Like, they're arguing about what a double date is. I've haven't like felt insane. I uh, it it just like it it made me feel crazy. But yeah, all the science classes really sucked, and maybe that's just because we weren't messing around with you know particle colliders or whatever. But maybe it's just because science is really boring. But anyone who's defending scientists now is in part responsible for the problem. Scientists are the people whose job it is to solve this problem, and if it's taken them a year to solve this problem, then that's on them. You can't you can't blame anyone except the people whose job it is to fix the the, the problem. Now, I think I think people don't understand where to place responsibility oftentimes with uh, these kind of things. It'd be like blaming the 2008 recession on the lower class and not the one percent like it's just ridiculous but again scientists are very good at you know excusing themselves and making themselves look great and as an atheist i understand that no professions above any other you as a scientist aren't more important than me as a cartoonist we just do different things there, there's no better job or worse job I'm sure scientists make a shit ton of money, but that, that doesn't make their job better. Um, it's just kind of sad, you know. But again, I just find it crazy that people would be like, man, people keep dying in mass shootings, but the flipping pandemic, that's fine. That's that's perfectly all right. That's normal. Uh, don't, don't worry about that. That's that, that's per, that's perfectly that's perfectly normal. It's just the most like hypocritical weirdness is like, I, th I think I've ever seen like my gosh uh, it doesn't make any sense uh, yeah I think part of the appeal of the pandemic is that people live pretty boring lives and they like new things if there weren't wars or famines or pandemics life would just be boring and lame 
So that's one reason why it's been prolonged so long. And I'm not saying one person is responsible for the prolongation of the pandemic. I'm not blaming the Illuminati. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm saying that societally there has been a push to keep this thing going for as long as possible because it's fun to write about. It's fun to make stories about. It's fun to talk about. Who doesn't love it? I don't like it. I flip and hate it. But I guess I'm in the minority here. A lot of people seem to freaking dig it. They love going out with their mask and looking like Dr. Insano. And, you know, if you want to look like Tiki Toby all the time, then it's your prerogative. But uh, I was out on my tricycle the other day, and uh, this guy gives me a dirty look. He's like, why aren't you wearing a mask? It's like, one, I'm not inside any place, so I don't got to wear a mask. But also, this guy wasn't wearing a mask, so he's like, you know, he, he, he has no right to shit on me for not wearing a mask because he's not wearing a mask. But also, if you think that cyclists should be wearing masks, you're insane. That's hard work. My lungs felt like they were going to explode while I was riding my tricycle. Uh, so, you know, just to demand that people on bikes wear masks, that's, that's absurd. Uh, nobody should have to. Again, if you're on a bike, you'll be going pretty fast, so you're not going to expose anyone. Um... I hope I get vaccinated soon. I hope they offer no mask options because I don't wear a mask. It looks stupid. And some people are like, hey, when you don't when you see someone who's not wearing a mask, aren't you disturbed? It's like, nah, if I see someone with a mask, I'm disturbed. I think they're a frick. You ever see that scene in a Pee-wee's Big Adventure with the flipping clown? He pulls off his mask and there's a big smile under it and it's flipping scary. Uh, that's how I think of when I see uh, someone with a mask. I'm like, Hey, it's not Halloween. Grow the flip up. And uh, again, they don't do anything. Scientifically, they don't do shit. Um, just a way for the scientists to be like, Hey, we know we haven't done anything for society, but uh, please give us a little more time. We're trying our best, okay? We're the science patrol. And when I think of scientists, I just think of the Big Bang Theory. You know, that's really all I can think of, or uh, Dan Harmon's crap sitcom community. Just a bunch of these, like, titled college, like, it's a bunch of weirdos on campus being like, uh, I'm snorting milk up my nose. That's what I think of whenever I think, uh, you know, college-type college, college -type life. Honestly, I can't even imagine going to college. Like, just imagine wasting four more years of your life after high school. You must have a deep-seated insecurity or some kind. You, you must not know what your role in life is going to be to go to college. Like, just imagine. Um, and I brag about my high school diploma a lot. It's not really anything to brag about because I, I didn't do any work. I, I didn't grow as a person to get my high school diploma. I just sat around for four years and listened to people older than me who think they're smarter than me. And, you know, but I, I, I digress. I brag about my high school diploma a lot, but I, I mean, I, I really shouldn't cause it's not worth bragging about. I've, 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 I've felt so much more fulfilled when I finish a movie or a comic or something. Then when I got my high school diploma and graduated from high school, 
maybe it was just because COVID had started and there was no graduation ceremony and no reward prom. There's no prom. I wouldn't have gone to prom. I would have stayed home because I, I don't care about prom and I don't care about going and dancing and anything. Uh, you know, there's other parties that are a lot more interesting. Again, ne next week's episode, I might recount some of my, uh, from my school but uh the main point is that uh i just can't imagine going to college and i've had a lot of people being like why don't you go to college you're wasting your life and it's like no i'm using my precious time uh and then you can go to grad school after college for four more years and then by that time you're like 30 like just imagine like who who does all that who does that? There's so much more stuff to do with your life than spend all your time on a campus and, and like who? Like I don't even understand the mindset. Probably because I have Asperger's and I can't understand other people's mindsets very well. But to to think that people actually would suggest that I go to college. And some idiot was like, please, you, you'll be breaking your mind if you don't go to college. Think of it like the college buddies going to college. Uh, first of all, I'm not the college buddies. They're kind of the opposite of me and my whole deal. That's kind of the point of the comic. Also, if I went to college, I'd feel like a giant like hypocrite because college buddies is all about shitting on college life and exposing it for the for the giant scam that it is and how it's not really that important in the grand scheme of things and how you know the the frat bob rob and snob kind of just consider it their whole life because they had neglectful parents and you know shitty upbringings and they just kind of see college as the end all be all of life and aren't prepared for the real world outside that's just one of the many themes of college buddies but it's not like Community, because Community is a sitcom that's set at a community college and was made by someone who attended a community college. Dan Harmon, you wasted your life. That's probably why your shows are f so full of pseudo-intellectual bullshit and cliches, because you were fed that garbage at college, spoon-fed it, I get it. But like, just imagine wasting four years of your life at college. And then making a sitcom about college to pretend like it was worth it because it gave you some comedic material. There's better shit to write and, and make TV shows about than your pathetic experience. Like, my gosh. Um, Community is just one of the worst shows ever, but at least it's not the Big Bang Theory, if we're being honest. It has Chevy Chase, but... Chevy Chase has been so much better stuff. I mean, why would you even claim that community benefits from the presence of Chevy Chase? Like, come on. But community is a really pathetic sitcom about the college experience. Um, I mean, just imagine that. But uh, apparently another reason I was banned from the Encyclopedia server was because uh, some fellows didn't enjoy how I talked about their favorite show or their favorite movie because these fellows got have to defend something that they had no part in creating. When I first got on the Encyclopedia server, uh, someone had posted their cringy fan art for a Dragon Netflix show. Again, not even original concepts or anything. 
which I, I'd be I'd be less critical of, but just a fan art, just like this really cringy fan art of this guy serenading his elf maiden. And I was like, hey, this is kind of cringe. Or I was like, this, this isn't so great. And then uh, I got banned for it because apparently rule number one of the encyclopedia server is uh, rule number one. I have uh, don't be a dick, right? So in retrospect, in hindsight, I was kind of being, you know, kind of uh, annoying. I was kind of telling this guy that his fan art wasn't so good. And, uh, you know, I... It wasn't that good, but it was nothing to talk about, I guess. I shouldn't have probably even brought it up. It's it's just fan art, and I was like, oh. You know, because I am an artist. That's my actual job. I make money from drawing things. So I, if I see something that isn't, you know, that doesn't display much skill, I'll be like, oh, this isn't so great. But, uh... Apparently, that's too much, and I wasn't even attacking this guy based on his person. I was just talking about this one piece that he did, which I thought was kind of cringe, and I was banned for it. And at the time, I was like, dang, I did something wrong. But, in, in, you know, now I just think, eh, whatever. This is what the encyclopedia admin said to me, uh, breaking their own rule about don't be a don't be a dick. Uh, this is what they said to me. And keep in mind, this this guy's still a, a mod on Encyclopedia. And again, he he's he probably knows what he's talking about. You know, I I I, I totally commend the Encyclopedia structure. I just I just find it kind of funny that they they break their own rules like this. He says. Uh, so I ask, I wonder what else I could be missing out on. And he says, a normal functioning adult life in society with friends, a family, and financial support from doing honest work instead of dropping idiotic hot takes about pop culture and internet chat rooms to bait people into giving you attention, drawing incomprehensible stick figure ramblings and living dependently off your hippie mushroom loving tent living mother until someone other than an acid soaked Canadian asshole buys into your conceited hot takes enough to throw money at your stick figure enterprise out of spite. And it's like, so they call this acid soaked Canadian asshole. He's also an admin on Encyclopedia, or he was an admin, but I guess he resigned. So now they think they can just call him an acid-soaked Canadian asshole. So not only are they insulting me, they're also insulting him. So they're really breaking rule number one, so they should ban themselves. It just doesn't make sense. But also they're saying, like, I draw incomprehensible stick figure ramblings. All I want is attention. Just for just very cliche type stuff that would, you know, sounds a lot like a, a repetition of the Reddit stuff. And, like, it's not funny, and, and it, it's definitely breaking rule number one of the Encyclopedia server. So I don't know why this, this guy hasn't been banned. He really should, but he doesn't gotta be, you know. He can abuse his power. Uh, that's fine. But, I mean, that's just ridiculous, you know. Um, 
that I got I got banned right off the bat for kind of commenting on this one guy's fan art. But then uh, this guy can say, like, I'm conceited and my hot takes are idiotic. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And then, and this fellow also believes that uh, he believes my mom lives in a tent, and also that, ca like, working at an Amazon warehouse is honest work, and selling comics on my own is dishonest work or something. It's really, really weird opinions, and I, I'm not going to get into them right now because I don't think he understands you know, capitalist exploitation. What I find really crazy is that I don't even consider myself a communist, but I probably live a, a more communist life, something that's more true to the doctrines of Marx than these so-called self-proclaimed socialists or communists. Um, that's just really crazy to me. Just out of convenience and efficiency, I use the USPS instead of PayPal, and that makes me more of a communist, even though I, I'm not even that big into communism. I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of crazy when you really think about it. But, uh... But, yeah, uh, the encyclopedia server is just weird. I don't know. It, it Again, if you think you're funny, then, you know... Write some articles for them. They need some. They need some support. They're one of the oldest humor sites on the internet. One of the only independently run humor sites. And, it, you know, there's some funny stuff on there. And uh, you can win some You can win some prizes or you can win a contest. Or, But I don't know. I guess I just won't be. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. There was one time where I, I hated on the Jeff Smith comic Bone, and apparently there was a big Bone fan in the server, and he was like, Oh no, you're not insulting Jeff Smith's comic, are you? I take personal offense to that. And, like, I, I just can't imagine being such a huge fan of something that you, you, you you're personally offended when someone... Uh, hates on it and I posted my meme of Jeff Smith's bone comic where I'm like boneheads read bone bone is for boneheads read Nicholas comics and he's like I enjoy bone so you're calling me a bonehead and it's just like gee it's just a meme man Ch chill um I honestly like I, I really like EC Seeker's comic thimble theater but if someone insulted it, I I bother to listen to their points, you know, and like I wouldn't I wouldn't be personally offended because I'm not E. C. Seeger and it's not my comic, so there's no reason why I would be offended by it. Um, you know, it's just weird. It's weird to be so offended about something that you had no part in making. It's it's just bizarre. And it, it it happens with George Orwell, it happens with Edgar Wright and Alan Moore. And uh, a lot of the stuff I don't like, I'll insult it. And then p people who are fans of it will be like, Oh no, you've insulted me because I like that thing. It's like, 
you didn't make it, so you're just as much of a, an objective spectator to it as I am. You have you have no stakes in whether it succeeds or fails. It's just really weird, really weird stuff. It's set in Colorado, a fictional Colorado town of Greendale. Not pathetic. Is Dan Harmon from Colorado? Let me look him up. Did you know that only one of the South Park guys is from Colorado? It's true. The other one's from Texas. Where's Dan Harmon from? Oh, wouldn't you know it? He's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Not even close to Colorado. It's so weird. Oh my gosh. Uh... He briefly attended Glendale Community College, which is in, oh, not Colorado, it's in California. So it's just a bunch of bullshit. Every show about Colorado is written by people who aren't from Colorado and really have never been here. I just find that pretty crazy. But, like, what a load of bullshit. Community has got to be, like, one of the worst shows ever made. But there were some big community fans in... Uh, in the encyclopedia server. So if you take my advice and head over there and get on the server, don't insult a uh, community because they will get on your case about that. They'll be like, community is the best show. I love it. It's my favorite show ever because it has really funny writing with a snap. <laughs> really crazy stuff. Um, uh... But yeah, that's probably why I was banned from the Encyclopedia server. I still haven't gotten, like, an official reason or anything. All I know is that they're like, there's a new sheriff in town, and then I look, and the next day I'm banned. But that's pretty interesting. I, th I think it's probably because of how I talked about the boulder shooting and was like, this is boring. And then they're like, you need to go to therapy. How dare you insult the CNN newsspan? Um, I, I guess they don't get comedy or, you know, humor. Um, the same thing happened on Reddit when I made my M Mormon song and I made fun of Mormons. And then they're like, how dare you insult the sacred Mormons? And they didn't even know what Mormonism was. They don't know that Mormons are a bunch of polyamorous cult lunatics. They didn't know that... Uh, the Mormon Church is one of the most like detrimental cults that's ever existed alongside like the Jehovah's Witnesses. I put out my uh, Mormon song and they're like, how dare you insult religion? And it's like, I'm an atheist. I'll insult whatever I want. It's called, it's called free speech. Um, you know, just like deal with it. But, uh, you know, just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just really, really nutty. Um, again, I, I just, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think it has something to do with how, like, every, everyone is just so, like, I don't know. And again, I think I was the only Coloradan in the server at the time, so they probably should have, they probably should have, you know, accepted my take on the Boulder shooting as the, you know, most, you know, this is the best one, because I live next to Boulder. 
And whenever one of these things happens, you know, it, I hear about it a lot and I'd like to give my personal take on it because I live so close to, you know, I, I was at the uh, Aurora Theater where the shooting happened. And it was just to watch a movie or something, but they still have like a, a metal detector over there. Like, can you imagine? And they, they search your bags and they have like police p police station next to the door 24 7. It's just not a pleasant movie experience. You know, every other movie theater you go to, they just have a guy waiting at the, at the, at the front just being like, hey, give me your ticket. But at this, like, shooting theater, you got cops there all day, every day, for, like, five years. Just imagine all the money that, that that's taking up and all the, like, salary they have to pay and everything. And think about what a waste of money that is, because nobody's going to shoot that place up again. It's not going to happen again. Um, it's like, it's, it's just being ridiculous, and it, it, it lessens the quality of life. If you're too careful and you don't take risks in life, you know, your life is going to turn into a slog. If you're not willing to get invested in the in the issues around you, like the COVID pandemic, if you're not willing to speak up against uh, abuses of power, if you're not willing to think about things with a critical mindset and you blindly accept everything everyone tells you, then your life turns into shit. My life is turned into shit. My life is a living hell because I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. This flipping sucks. And I, I hold all scientists personally accountable. I don't know which scientists are the most responsible. So I'm going to go ahead, take a leap, and hold all scientists personally accountable. That's a joke, by the way. If I learn which scientist is responsible for this shit, uh, I'll talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. But the main takeaway from all this is that, you know, there's there's nothing fun about, there's nothing, life isn't worth living if you don't take risks. Sometimes you've got to just, you've got, you've got to live, you know, you've got, you've got to throw caution to the wind and try something new out. And if you die, you die, you know, I'm an atheist, so I don't believe in heaven or anything, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm the one who's putting myself in danger every time I go outside. Uh, people who are wearing masks are probably safe. A lot of people have the vaccine at this point. They're all safe. I'm the one who's in danger. I'm the one sticking my neck out. So the last thing I need when I go out on my tricycle is for some numbnuts to be like, Put on a mask, bruh. Haven't you heard? It's the hip new thing to do. Uh, it's just like... Worry about your your own self instead of pretending to care about people you don't know. That gets really old, especially in terms of like nine eleven. People are like, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I was stuck in Tulsa and I had to stay in Tulsa because I don't know how to drive a car. I only use aeroplanes. Like there are so, there are some people who are actually offended by my nine eleven cart my nine eleven comics that have been a tradition for at least like two years now. They're a lot of fun to draw. I really like making fun of nine eleven because I think humor is one of the best capabilities humanity has in in learning to live with you know 
bad things happening. Bad things are going to happen. Bad things will keep happening. So the best thing, the best tool against that is literature and, you know, creativity. And I, I draw an annual 9-11 comic to make fun of the stupid event and how big it is and how blown out of proportion it is. Just to counteract all the all the George W. Bush ass-kissing that goes on. And so some people were actually offended by this. And I, I'm just like, why? Like, unless you actually had a family member who died in 9-11, in which case I'm really sorry, that shouldn't have happened. It did happen, you know, eventually you'll have to... to with it but uh if you if you if you live in somewhere that's not new york it, it didn't affect you like i can 100 percent guarantee that i i have had actually really like i th this was about a year back but i asked i asked some people who are like big 9-11 like 9-11 is so it matters so much to me i'm like how does it affect me as someone who lives in Denver? That's a good question. And it really forces them to think about it. And they were like, well, you couldn't get on an aeroplane. And I'm like, I don't ride aeroplanes because they can crash. And they're full of like, you know, they're not an efficient method of travel. And they're like, well... Didn't you know that there were second and third planes and one crashed on the Pentagon and one crashed in a random field in Pennsylvania? And I'm like, yeah, I knew that still doesn't affect me because I live in flipping Denver. Um, so eventually they actually had to admit that uh, it didn't affect me because it doesn't, you know, um, let me see if I can find it here, actually. I can't find it. But it was it was really interesting and really eye-opening. And, you know, I've never seen the Twin Towers. I've never seen the One Tower. I don't know anything about New York. New York is as foreign to me as the surface of Mars. But uh, one of these fellas was like, One of these fellas was like, hey, there's a Denver World Trade Center. And I looked I looked at the site, because, again, it's not relevant at all to 9-11 that there's a Denver World Trade Center. There's probably one in every big city. It's a World Trade Center. Uh, I'm looking at it here, and it's not... I, I've never even seen this thing. It's probably, like, new and lame probably not like authentic Denver. And I know it's not authentic Denver because on the site of the Denver World Trade Center, it says, it says, uh, from these mountains, you can see the world. I thought maybe they had removed this on their site by now, but it actually says, from these mountains, you can see the world. It's clearly not run by people from Denver, because if you live in Denver, you'd know that Denver isn't in the mountains. It's next to the mountains. It's not in the mountains. So it's just it's just like, how can you claim this is a legitimate Denver institution? It's not. 
oh my god it's so cringe this this site of the denver world trade center has such an obvious error on its front page and it's like the biggest typo and they still haven't fixed it two years later that's so sad As a member, your reach instantly extends beyond the mountains and across the borders to 100 countries. Like, okay, your reach could extend beyond the mountains to the west coast. What mountains is it extending beyond to, for the east coast? The Appalachians? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Like I, 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 I uh, this obviously was not written by someone from Denver because Denver isn't a mountain town. It's a big city and it's on flat ass plains. I don't know if you've ever been to Denver, but if you have been to Denver, then you'd know that it, it, it it's not in the mountains. That's just really funny. It has nothing to do with 9-11. It's a completely irrelevant argument. Just because there's a World Trade Center in Denver does not mean that, uh, 9-11 affected Denver because it didn't it's a thousand miles away it's a completely different city now just just the weirdest stretch in July 2018 Dan Harmon received criticism when a comedy skit from 2009 resurfaced in the video titled Daryl which was intended to be a parody of Dexter Harmon acts out a rape using a baby doll as a prop. Wow. I never would have guessed. It seems like all these stuck-up, modern-day, like, adult swim figures got the big controversies. Sam Hyde in particular. Like, like... I'll never have a controversy like this, and that's very comforting, because, you know, I don't try and hide things. I don't even know if, like, I don't even know if Dan Harmon tried to hide this. He probably just forgot about it, because, I mean, let's be honest, it was nine years later. But, like, just imagine making a comedy sketch that was so cringe and about, like, Man, I'm so edgy. I'm 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 pretending to sexually assault someone. Ha 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 ha. And then you're you apologize and you're like, "I'm sorry. I was I was wrong. If I ever get canceled for anything, I'll be a man and try and defend my viewpoint at the time because I just don't change that much." But Dan Harmon will pretend like I've changed so much since 2009. I'm mature now. Again, I'd never make a sketch about rape. That's not something to joke about. But I'm sure Dan Harmon would. But, of course, he wants to pretend like he's, he's like, you know, as, as, as he's changed. Oh, no. Uh, I was cringe back then. Please forgive me. Yeah, guess what? If you're making shit like that in 2009, you're probably just as cringe now. I'm not going to buy that you're that you've developed, that you've become a grown man. Look at Dan Harmon. He's a flipping infant. I see. In 2009, I made a pilot which strove to parody the series Dexter and only succeeded in offending. I quickly realized the content was way too distasteful and took the video down immediately. 
Nobody should ever have to see what you saw, and for that I sincerely apologize. If you're a good comedian like George Carlin, you can pretty much make anything funny. George Carlin could probably make Hiroshima funny. It takes talent, but you can do it if you have enough talent. But if you're really bad at being funny, like I am and like Dan Herman is, uh, you know, you shouldn't make jokes about that kind of thing because it'll just come back to bite you in the ass. But if I ever get canceled or someone ever uncovers a video I made that is offensive, I don't think I've ever made one that's like that offensive. I don't think I've ever made a sketch where I make fun of sexual abuse because I'm not a, a, you know, I have decency. But just to think that this guy still makes hundreds of monies, he makes those fat stacks every year people look up to him as a role model it's like okay he's probably not actually a serial rapist he's probably just not funny and not entertaining and maybe watch someone else you know maybe move on maybe when you were seven you thought rick and morty was the funniest shit but you're you're 25 now maybe it's time to quit watching spongebob like i'm sorry you know but eventually you have to accept that some people just aren't that funny. Like, it's just, it's just beyond me. I don't try and hide anything. I, I have made some, you know, really, like, edgy-type humor in the past, but I, I don't pretend like I haven't, and I certainly don't hide it. And that way, nobody can pretend like they've called me out. You know, a lot of the people on Reddit pretend like they've called me out. They haven't called me out. Everything I've made is is publicly visible. Everything I've ever said or done is publicly visible. I don't hide any of it. There's no point in pretending to be not who I am. There's 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 no reason to pretend like that. So I I I, I really there's nothing that you can call me out on or pretend like oh man I I figured. Nicholas out. He's a narcissist and he's a known liar and he's insane. And I make fun of that kind of shit in my two, 200 sub special. Um, I'm, I'm going to read a comment here. It's it's 436. I don't think we'll be giving away the free copy of Rubbish Randy today, but uh, we got the 200 sub special. And uh, Mason Hinsley on here says... This is the best fucking milestone special I've ever seen. Couldn't agree more, man. It's a it's a darn good milestone special. Uh, I think that's the last time I'm ever going to reference any of the Reddit viewpoints because they're just so lame. But uh, yeah, that's the problem. You know, we li we currently live in a, in a in a climate of cancel culture, and I personally have no problems with cancel culture. I think it's great. If I see Louis C.K. get get his ass ruined, you know, I used to think he was actually funny. So it's really great that he's been called out as this creep. And the same goes for Anision and Shane Dawson. Heck yeah, they suck. If I I I I really can't speak on it, you know, because I was canceled before I had a chance to really like I was. I was getting canceled when I had like five, a, a fan base of five. So, I mean, now that I've already been canceled, there's really 
you know, I may as well just keep at it because I'm sure it's only going to, I'm only going to grow from here since the canceling is over. Um, but like, my gosh, you know, just imagine being a creepy rapist and making all these lame, oh, uh, ha ha, what if it was like Dexter, but I was a rapist instead of a murderer, ha ha ha. Yeah, screw you, Dan Harmon. There are funnier jokes to make about funnier topics and that don't alienate half of the, you know, like, just so insensitive. Just get that out of here, you know? Like, geez. And again, I'm asexual, so I'll never be making like, oh, uh, what if it was a sex? Because I don't have sex. But, you know, to, to everyone out there who makes these unfunny, horny jokes and cringy moves towards women, knock it off. Keep it in your pants and learn to behave like a goddamn adult. Like, like I don't know how... All these people in the entertainment industry get away with it. You know, I, I didn't even know about this before just now, but I'm not surprised that Dan Harmon has some cringy, lame shit. And now season five of Rick and Morty is being made. Like, Jesus, guy gets off easier than Louis C.K. Uh, it's just it's just so sad. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's about it. Um, what is it? 439. Oh, there's another controversy. On January 2nd, 2018, Dan Herman alluded to misconduct from himself towards other people. Megan Gans a writer who worked with Herman on Community named herself as a victim and said misconduct. Then he attempts to apologize to her, and she says she doesn't forgive him. Then he makes a lengthy apology on his podcast, Harmontown, where he w goes into detail about his wrongdoings, which includes making advances on her and then mistreating her after she turns him down. And then she accepts his apology, and she feels vindicated by the apology, and she urges her Twitter followers to listen and forgive him. It's like, don't do that. He's a cringe lord. Don't forgive him. Don't even give him a, the, the shadow of a doubt. You can see this stuff from a mile away. Cringe content, cringe person. If if their if their comedy is as cringe as Rick and Morty, do you really think they're gonna be funny or charming in real life? Do you think they're gonna be the 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 master seductor of the ladies? You think you think they're gonna get women hopping on them? Oh man, I wish I could smooch Dan Harmon, the 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 hilarious cretin. Like this guy deserves to be canceled. It's really sad that all his controversies have just like just fizzled out because n nobody should be this privileged. It's disgusting. Like, my gosh. Um, and, it, you know, lately, uh, Lindsay Ellis, the female version of the glasses moron was canceled. Uh, you know, like, 
I don't know if it was worth it because I think the whole thing about her getting canceled was she talked about how Avatar The Last Airbender is a lame American anime that's culturally appropriating, and I'd agree with that. I don't know. She she probably doesn't deserve to be canceled. That's that's my hot take on the Lindsay Ellis canceling, in case anyone was wondering. I don't care if she gets canceled. I don't care if she doesn't get canceled. I honestly don't think she's capable of saying anything even remotely controversial because her brand is based on sterile channel awesome content, and that's what she's been trained in. She's been trained in the nostalgia critic school of thought. And, you know, none of those videos are even mildly entertaining. Um, but, you know, if she, if she is canceled, then eh, I'm not going to try and defend it, you know. But, uh, I, you know, I, I'd say there have been very few times that I'd say cancel culture has been wrong. Uh, I, I think that to cancel Dr. Seuss... I, I think canceling Dr. Seuss is uh, stupid. Uh, again, that's only if you see him as a children's book author, which I don't. I see him as one of the greatest surreal artists of the 20th century. You'd know that if you read some of his magazine articles, like uh, one about druids playing croquet and one about, like, or you've seen the 5,000 fingers of Dr. Teeth, and you understand that he his work stretched way beyond the children's books, and he was actually like, you know, he was actually like this, he, he was almost as good as Salvador Dali, if we're being honest. Like, some of his work is legitimately interesting. But if he, if he actually made racist caricatures, I don't know if any of his children's books have them. Like, I honestly don't. Let me look in, uh, let me see one of his, uh, canceled books and see if there's anything that offensive. Because, again, if all you're doing is drawing, like, an Asian character and they have squinty eyes, then that's probably alright. But don't give them buck teeth or glasses. Just give them squinty eyes to communicate that they're Asian. And, you know, that's all you need to do. And that's not racist, because that is a physiological characteristic. Um, but... You know, if if that's all it is, I, I really don't think that that's too offensive. Let's see here. Like, obviously, Dr. Seuss made some really flippin' racist Japanese cartoons. Okay, sorry about that. The bot cut out. Um, we're going through one of the canceled Dr. Seuss books, The Cat's Quizzer. And again, I haven't read them all. I've only read the... Uh, usual ones uh, you know there's really fun ones like the king stilts and mcgillicott's pool that never really get mentioned but uh the cat's quizzer yeah that's one of the canceled ones page 11 is apparently where the uh, offensive material is let's see page 11 It's page 11. Let me see. You got a... So-and-so. One, two, three, four. I'm looking through a PDF of it here. Five, six. Uh, seven, eight. Nine, ten. And then 
what's the next page here? How old do you have to be to be a Japanese? This is the uh, objectionable content. It's a Japanese guy, and you can't even see his face. He's just kind of off in the distance. And he's next to a, a shrine that looks like a Japanese shrine. I don't think anyone would say it doesn't look like a Japanese shrine. And he's next to, like, Mount Fuji or something. Gosh, that's one of the... That's, like, compared to the racist Japanese cartoons Dr. Seuss made during World War II, that's, like, really tame. And again, when was the Cat's Quizzer written? Oh, 1976. Yeah, when nobody was even anti-Japanese or anything anymore. By that point, Japanese was already big in America. So, God, that just doesn't make any sense. That's not racist. Jeez, who thinks that's racist? How old do you have to be to be a Japanese? Maybe it's because they say a Japanese and not a Japanese person. I guess. It's like saying you can't say someone's an American. You gotta say American person. I mean, what what would you say that corresponds with American for Japan? You'd say Japan would be Japanese. It's their nationality. But yeah, uh, I don't think Dr. Seuss is worth canceling. I don't think anything in his children's books is even like moderately offensive. But again, that's because a lot of people don't have the perspective I do, the context I do. I've, I, I have a whole book of Dr. Seuss's political cartoons and essays, which are a lot funnier and better than his children's books, and really just reveal like the genius of the guy. He was a smart flipping guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna, a lot of the cancel culture stuff is justified. I think it's great. It was so, it, why does Dan Harmon get away with this shit? Why is Adult Swim keeping him on after his cringy rape sketch is revealed? Once a celebrity's cringy rapist sketch is, is aired to the public, that should be the moment that celebrity's career is done. Is like, how can you justify keeping him on? Oh, it's okay. I was only a, a an adult with a functioning brain back then, but I've I've improved now. As for me, like I said, I don't believe life is a process of perpetual uh, improvement. At least that's not how I see my life personally. So in in like ten years, I'm going to be exactly the same as I am now. I'm sure I'll be a little different. Time will do that, but I really don't see myself being you know improved by the passage of time i just see the passage of time as a you know a universal constant but if you if you think of dan Harmon and like oh he was he was younger back then he was cringy uh, don't excuse this shit it wasn't it wasn't okay in 2009 who this who the, who's making these decisions to forgive this guy how is adult swim still working with this guy like my god jesus like it's just not funny i just i just don't even know anymore let's see if justin roiland's had any controversies let's go to his wikipedia page here No, no controversies with him. 
That's too bad. No controversies with Justin Roiland. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, it's very cringe, and I, I can't believe people are still into Rick and Morty. It's been around five years. When are you going to let it die? You know, when is this garbage show that never should have existed to begin with going to flip and die? It's not, it's not worth producing anymore. And uh, on our slash rap cans, there was a post about the troll's favorite sh show is getting another season. Yay, more Rick and Morty. It's so much better than Nicholas Comics. I think deep down they know that it's not as good as Nicholas Comics, but, you know. Like, I don't even claim I'm the best at cartoons or animation or something, but if you think Rick and Morty is the best cartoon, your perspective is warped and you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I don't claim I'm the best I don't claim my cartoons are the best, but I know they're better than Rick and Morty. Lots of people's cartoons are better than Rick and Morty. If you set the bar that low, it, everything's better than Rick and Morty. Uh, just, it's pretty crazy. It's it's pretty it's pretty nuts. But uh, yeah, I I just I just don't think I I, I just don't get it. But yeah, it seems these days a lot of people's heads are made out of cheese doodles. And uh, yeah, it's 4.53, so we're about done here. I uh, I don't know how Adult Swim hired Sam Hyde without realizing he was a far-right white supremacist. Like, I've watched uh, some of the Million Dollar Extreme World Peace Presents skits and they're all clearly Republican. Like, I don't know who'd look at the guy and be like, oh, yes, this is a nice liberal content creator right here. What a leftist. Uh, he's, he's clearly just a giant douche nozzle. But Adult Swim doesn't really do background checks. They'll just let whatever go on their shitty network because they don't have standards. You know, they don't have they don't vet their participants. And, uh, you know, as, as that's Adult Swim for you. Cringe content 24-7. No. No holding back. Um, but yeah, I just find it kind of crazy. Uh, each week I'll update you on uh, my ban from the Encyclopedia server until I get bored with it or until I'm unbanned or whatever. I don't think I'm going to get unbanned. I think they, I think this is the last straw, as it were. Or like I said, they might realize that it's kind of boring without me on there. But I mean, again, I think part of it is just that they don't like having their ideas questioned, which, you know, that's their prerogative. If, if, if they really want to think Community is a funny show and Bone is a great comic, then, you know, live in your little bubble and live your life and... You know, you'll be in perpetual ignorance, but, you know, if, if that's if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. I can't stop you. I can't make you right. It's, it's your right to be wrong because we live in a democracy and freedom of speech and all that. 
uh, unless you're Dan Harmon, in which case all your books and stuff should get burned because you're not funny and your cartoon is lame and Adult Swim should be Adult Swim should get go bankrupt because they're the least funny or interesting channel on cable. And uh, yeah, that's about it. It's 4.55 and uh, five minutes left. Again, I don't think there's going to be a, canst- a, a, a hashtag Nicholas is over party anytime soon. Is uh, honestly, I just make ever I just make all my viewpoints so clear and blatant that I don't think there's anything anyone could dig up. I don't think there's any dirt anyone could dig up from my past that would uh, change people's perspectives on me instantly. If you like honesty, you'll like Nicholas Comics and the Nicholas Comics brand because I don't I don't I don't you know I don't back away from a heavy subject matter like I said politics are important i don't back away from politics because honestly can't be funny without being political some of the best comedies ever political i'm sure there's even some political elements in like national lampoon's animal house if we're if we're being completely honest but uh you know some of the greatest comedies like charlie chaplin's the great dictator 100 percent political movie also 100 percent flippin hilarious uh, give it a watch if you haven't. It's just it's just the good shit. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just honestly uh, surprised at how like politically inept and oblivious some people can be. But anyway, that's about it. It's a uh, four fifty seven and. I'm 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 getting kind of bored at this point, so I might just hop off. No free copy of Rubbish Randy this week, but uh, maybe next week someone will get the free copy of Rubbish Randy. Again, if if you if you don't like honesty, you probably won't like Nicholas Comics. I'm brutally honest. I I don't I don't uh, I you know I, I I speak my mind, so I just just keep that keep that in the back of your head. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I try my best to be a good person. And unlike Dan Harmon, uh, there's no rape sketch for you to find. There's no time where I'm like, oh, uh, I'm, I, I'm making an unfunny, I'm making an unfunny, uh, making an unfunny sexual assault reference. That I think about, they actually did try to get me on that one time when I said that uh, not selling comics was like being sexually assaulted, and I think I think what I said is that it was as bad as being sexually assaulted. I didn't say I had been sexually assaulted because obviously, not selling comics and being sexually assaulted are two different experiences. I only I only said that they were about equal in severity because when when you know when your chosen profession in life isn't fulfilling people don't uh you know you know people treat you like shit on a on a near daily basis that that is pretty much assault and uh i i've dealt with a lot of shit in my time but i i didn't say i was raped that'd be insensitive i just said you know it's it's the same amount of severity in both cases i've dealt with a lot of shit probably as much as a rape victim i didn't say i'd been raped so I'm not trivializing rape. I'm not I'm not making fun of it. I'm just speaking my honest opinion about the whole thing. In retrospect, I probably haven't taken as much shit as a rape victim. 
it's just a bunch of trolls, a bunch of haters. And, you know, I guess I'll never know what that's like because I am asexual. So odds are I'll never be in a position where someone tries and sexually assaults me. But you know, it is what it is. I don't try to obscure the truth. If I did try to obscure the truth, I wouldn't have shared that little anecdote with you here at the end of the Q&A. But honestly, uh, Dan Harmon is cringe. His, his Daryl sketch is cringe. And uh, he deserves to be canceled. So hashtag Dan Harmon is over party. Hashtag Rick and Morty is over party. Hashtag Mr. Meeseeks can eat a big honking steaming pile of dump. And uh, that said, it's 5 p.m. And uh, that's been the Nicholas Comics Q&A for this week. Nobody hopped on. Nobody's going to be winning the free Rubbish Randy comic. But uh, hopefully someone does up here uh, in, in a bit. Maybe next week at Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. So I'll see you then. Hopefully someone wins it. Uh, it's a good comic. You should definitely get your hands on it. Anyhow, uh, I'll be off now. 1985. Yes, credit. 1985. Get the hubcaps on. Do you want to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have. You can appear in the next episode. Do you want to buy Nicholas Comics? Write to Nicholas Gale, 1424 Columbine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. Bring it on in here, you know we got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. Those unreal yeah. This is out of shirt, man. The, the airbag works as it says.